When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're pleased to announce that this season, the Spurs show is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Spurs fixture over the 23-24 season. And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter whether you're based in Tottenham or Tyneside. You can catch every single minute of the action. Keep an eye out during the season for events, offers, content and competitions that put you closer to the action. And if you can't get along to the Man City game, why not watch it in the next best place? A Green King pub. Welcome to this week's Spurs show. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are around the world. Three wonderful guests tonight to look back at another Tottenham defeat, more injury woes, and if that ain't bad, our next game against Manchester City. All that to come, and obviously at the top of the show, although we are doing a very special one-off tribute show in a couple of weeks with lots of people who work with him uh, we are we we can't really start this show without talking about our ex-manager Terry Venables. Joining me tonight, firstly, the eminent author Kimberly Chambers returns. How are you, Kimberly? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me back on. Always a pleasure to have you. And uh, well, another uh, a new author, screenwriter, musician, Mr. Jeff Dean. How are you, Jeff? I'm very well, Mike. Thanks for having me on, mate. Oh, good a pleasure. We'll be certainly discussing your book later from Mohair Mo Suits to Kinky Boots. We'll be talking about that after the break. And finally, uh, the man, the dulcet tones, the broadcaster, his own show on Talk Sport, Mr. Paul Hawksby. How are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Mike. Yeah, good to be back. Yes. Nice to have you. Uh, before we, uh, we we kick off the show, just a reminder, listeners, maybe you, you, you're new to the show, we've got our big Christmas show, Monday, December the 11th, Dingwall's Camden, special guests, Clive and Paul Allen. Uh, oh. .com, get your tickets now. They'll have a photo with you, sign some old bit of tat that you bring with you, 
so that's going to be a great night. There's DJs, there's a bookshop, there's comedy. So December the 11th, beautiful venue uh, in Camden Town. Come along and meet Clive and Paul Allen on Monday, December the 11th. Right, before we kick off, uh, Kimberly, I, I think we, we have, to, as I said, we are going to do a special one-off show, but I think it would be a miss if we didn't mention uh, the passing of uh, well, certainly our last manager to lift the FA Cup, which is quite extraordinary, uh, Terry Venables. Your, 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 your brief memories of Terry. Um, obviously, he was a Dagnan boy, come from the same area as me, and I knew quite a lot of him because when I was growing up, apparently, like, you know, when he took over Tottenham and that, I was sort of told, and just before that, he was my uncle, my uncle's still alive, my uncle Roger, he was like, he knocked about with him as a kid, because Terry virtually grew up with his, he was, he was raised more by his grandparents, right. and he lived across the road to my nan and granddad in Valence Avenue in Dagnum. Amazing. And I think his own parents were publicans. I think he, he stayed a lot with the nan and the granddad. And he was always in my nan's house as a kid for chocolate biscuits and whatnot, what she'd give no. him. And uh, <laughs> I remember my mum took him tap dancing once when he was a little boy. She told me, wow. we looked through for photos, see if we could find any photos, but I can't find them. Um, but she did have a photo of him. She took him tap dancing. I don't know if he went a lot. I might have only been a one-off. But um, I know she took him as a little boy because my mum was into tap dance and she danced in shows and everything, you know. So he was a man of many talents. But obviously, <laughs> he was a wonderful manager. And he, um, yeah, I mean, what, what a legend out of Dagnum. He never lost, like, his love for the area. And, you know, he, he, he was a sort of, he was a manager before his time, I think, in a lot of ways, you know. He was, mm -hmm. and the way he sort of went and broad and cracked it. There's not many managers can do that now, let alone back then. Do you know what I mean? That, and he that could have been, uh, around you, 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 you alluded there to tap dancing. He could have been a Butlin's red coat. He, uh, before mm. he sort of signed professional, he, he could have become a, a red coat and then waited between the two and then uh, moved into football. I mean, obviously, he was a famous crooner. Those of you who've got the 67 uh, cup winning uh, seven inch, there's a, a haunting rendition of Bye Bye Blackbird by Terry <laughs> Venables, uh, strolling. <laughs> Strolling another no, that was Jimmy Greaves that sang on that one. But he's he, yeah, he, 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 writer as well. He was a big Sinatra fan. Did that's life brought it out about 15, 20 years ago from <laughs> me. So we loved his show business as well. Obviously, very close to Eric Monster Hall, Scribe yeah. West, all these places. <laughs> Paul, you must have met him through your work, didn't you? Yeah, a few times. Yeah, I was lucky enough. I've got a kind of an embarrassing childhood memory as well. I remember, I think it was Phil Bill's testimonial. Mm -hmm. I must have been about nine. And I went along to uh, the game and I'm standing outside. And do you know when you sometimes you see somebody famous and you don't know what to say? <laughs> and so you just say something really crap. And <laughs> I'm, so, I'm nine year old and I'm standing there. And then Terry, Terry walks past me and he was going into the corner pin. So I said something like, oh, hello, Terry. Uh, you going for a swift <laughs> off? And he kind of gave me this look and he said, yeah, just the swift one, son. Yeah, it was just, and I just, I was, remember uh, going beetroot red afterwards. <laughs> I didn't remind him of that when I met him as an adult. But no, um, <laughs> yeah. we, do you remember? Myself, yeah. Yeah, uh, do you remember that stupid kid? Yeah, I've never forgotten it. What an idiot. No, um, yeah, I met him a few times over the years through working in the magazine and stuff. But he was always, he was always great company. He was always very sparky and very funny and very lively. But myself and Andy did a show with him about eight years ago, I don't think he did a great he, – he came along. We did a show from Stamford Bridge live. It was the start of the season, and Terry was our guest for the afternoon. Wow. And it was – and he it was, he just wasn't quite himself. It was like Terry kind of with a handbrake on. And 
both Andy and I said to ourselves, you know, it wasn't it wasn't quite like him, and maybe he's not too well at the moment. I think, he he kind was, of, I think he was ill for quite some time. Yeah, he I sort of disappeared from public life and was living in Spain. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was hearing from people that he wasn't too well, so yeah. it didn't come as a, a massive shock yesterday. But I, mean, I can't he believe he was, eight, he was he was eighty already. Eighty, yeah. In my head, I mean, a great like innovative. I know, and, and uh, there was a really good point made by Dave Kidd in the Sun today. So many people, you know, you you think some coaches um, they could they could sort of get a tune out of certain sorts of players. You know, if you're somebody who can get a tune out of Gascoigne, you're not going to have the sensibilities to get the tune out of Gareth Southgate. But he did. You know, all of them have said he was a great coach, a great communicator. So he was obviously a leader of men, a great teacher of men, and it didn't have, you know it didn't matter what that person was like you know he was a amazing guy and uh and i you know gave us some pleasant times as tottenham and fans, not known know. and not known for certain style pools certain managers you know guardiola, yeah. blah, blah, blah. guardiola was very young when um venables was at barcelona and apparently it was a big influence in very early on but he started i mean you, you know i remember certainly at qpi it was quite uh, dull some of the football then yeah. they love the old offside trap George Graham his mate took that on for big success at Arsenal but luckily yeah. he changed things around when he was at Tottenham I think he realised the discerning public at Tottenham wouldn't fancy that and obviously yeah. he came in there was financial worries he came in with Scholar the whole sugar stuff so there was a, there was a lot going on behind the scenes and despite that we had to sell Waddle etc but despite that you know we, we did lift a trophy with him on the last FA Cup we, we lifted yeah, and that's exactly. I mean, he brought us Lineker and he brought us Gascoigne. I'm not sure we would have got Gascoigne if it wasn't for, for sort of Terry because Manchester United wanted him. So, uh, no, he, he did some great things for us. And, uh, yeah, very, very sad news yesterday. Yeah. Jeff, your uh, your memories of Terry Venables? What's yeah, I mean, for you? Uh, no, I mean, I think the impression that he always made on me was actually probably went further than football, mm. really. I mean, obviously, you know, I saw him play as a, saw him as a player and, you know, he was a great coach and quite innovative and modern. Uh, he was ahead of his time. I think when you look at some of the contemporaries that were also ma- managing clubs here, you know, he was certainly a forward-thinking bloke. But the fact that he turned his hands to other things as well, you know, he wrote mm. Hazel, which was Hazel, a great, great, Ball, great, series, great series. Yeah, it was really time. good. You know, and, and he spoke with a kind of East End Essex accent, not a million miles from my own. So, like, you know, as a younger bloke, you know, I definitely looked at someone like him and you kind of see a little bit of the world open up, really, because you kind of think, mm. well, if he can do all of these different things, you know, maybe, you know, you can be in a pop group and be a writer and, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, because there weren't that many yeah. models, really, for for sort of people like myself when I was younger. And I think he absolutely was one, definitely. Yeah. He, he seemed weird... a nice geezer as well, didn't he? Mm. The weird thing... I think he could have had... Sorry, Mike, he could have had a career in telly. I think if he'd gone in a different direction, he used to do... You, you, I think you can still find him on YouTube. Back at the old big matches, they used to hand over at the Christmas show. They used to bring a couple of players in. It'd obviously be the usual suspects, Terry, Rodney... You know, players like that, Alan Burchin or whatever. But Peter the, Taylor the, the, doing his Frank Spencer impression. Yeah, that's what normal wisdom he used to do. That's normal right. Wisdom. Yeah. Sorry, but but you know, Terry was just a natural like that. He was really funny. He was really quick. And I think had his career gone in a different direction, he not coached. He, you know, he could have moved into telly. Definitely, we did lots of punditry, and he was he was brilliant. That relationship we had with Jimmy Hill on 
telly was was fantastic. So what's it? What's amazing? Think how well accomplished he was, though, all round. Yeah, you know, they're going back years. Who have we got from this country that is anywhere even in that league that you know contemporaries nowadays? There's no one. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's Look changed, at, but foot, football's changed, Jeff. I mean, yeah. Kimberley, when you the, the thing that was always leveled against him with England and Tottenham and all that was his outside interest that uh, he got struck off from various companies. Nowadays, players have got so much money, they've got advisors that invest, you don't really hear about their investments. But he was like, I want to say he was ahead of his time, but it really came back to bite him on his ass because pretty much after after England, you know, the, the Euro 96, he didn't yeah. really, we went to Australia, he was at Leeds for a season, Middlesbrough. Uh, yeah. he, he never got another big job. And a lot of people said that's because of stuff that was going off the pitch and he got struck off as a company uh, director. People didn't really trust him. I think that's a little bit kind of... I think there's a sort of class barrier thing as well. The people maybe yeah. run football middle class. The, he was a Dagenham boy. When you look at well. some of the creme de la creme involved in football these days. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think that held him back? Kimberly? But even back then, just shows you, doesn't it? We never knew it back then, what being cancelled meant, but he got cancelled. I mean, it shocked me, the news, because I didn't know he was ill. Mm. As, um, you know, I just, I, I knew he'd gone off the scene, but I hadn't, I just assumed he was well and I didn't. Didn't sort yeah. of know he'd been ill for a while. So when I heard the news yesterday, I was really, really stunned by it, you know. Um, yeah, it's just – but I think he was one of these guys, as Jeff said, writing Hazel and everything. I remember Scribes, when it was my mum's 60th, I booked a take at a Scribes. I had a limo, <laughs> and it shut down not long beforehand. So um, oh. <laughs> the club closed down, and I sort of said to the woman on the phone, you know, I don't know if Terry would be there, but her old child or friends, my uncle's wow. coming in, he grew up with my uncle, um, and like in my nan's house. But, yeah, that's probably why he closed the club down, <laughs> truth <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> But, um, but, yeah, um, so I was shocked, like, yesterday. Like, it's just another, you know, another legend passing, another part of your childhood, isn't it? And, and like, yeah. you know, and I can't believe when you look back, he's the last man to win an FA Cup. I mean, I just can't believe that's the last time we won the bloody FA yeah. Cup. Can you yeah. <laughs> we nearly yeah. did, fine enough, we nearly we nearly did a Spurs show live in his oh. hotel near Alicante. I've wow. been for years trying to get him to do the show, and everyone sort of said he's in Spain. He doesn't know when he's coming back. So I just one yeah. day said, "We'll do it. We'll do it there. We'll do it out oh. of season. What will you do per room?" And I, I got <laughs> to the stage. I was working out. Come over, pay X, get your own flight. Was that the Candace? You know, yeah. loads of flights, but it yeah. never quite got it together. I don't oh, know whether because he was ill and didn't want to do it. I don't yeah. know, but. Such a shame that uh... I think I think the family were understandably very protective of him. Um, mm. I, I was kind of hearing from from ex players and mates of his that 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 he wasn't too good. So mm. um, yeah, but I think the, the family just you know they they looked after him brilliantly and wanted to protect him. So I mean, I, one, I one of the great managers. Him. I mean, to go from a um, a team the size of Queens Park Rangers to become manager of Barcelona and win yeah. the first league there in decades, changing yeah. everything. And I think he was offered Hugo Sanchez, and he went, no, I want Steve Archibald, who no yeah. one in Spain had heard of. I mean, he kind of, you know, a man with his own convictions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, we we we, we wish his family well and all his friends. As I said, we'll, 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 we are putting together a very special 
a show. We've got lots of people that work with him or worked under him, and hopefully that will come out in, 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 a, in a couple of weeks' time. Right, well, we, we tried not to talk about <laughs> yesterday's game, but we've got to. It finished Tottenham Hotspur 1, Aston Villa 2. Kimberly, when you saw the team sheet, I mean, we all knew we had some injury problems. Um, the one that we didn't realise before the game was Papa Matazar uh, also not starting. When you saw the team sheet, did you think, well, this is going to be interesting? I actually, I don't know. When I saw the team sheet, listen, we haven't had a lot of luck the last few weeks, have we? I mean, Chelsea is like a curse, an utter curse, black cloud for us, because they've not played well all season. They came, you know, Everything that happened that game, it sort of resulted from that. You know, the suspensions, the injuries. We always knew, I think, all season we were a couple of, there's four or five, maybe six players in that team you really can't afford to get injured. And unfortunately for us, you know, a a good few of them are one suspended. But like, it just, when I saw the team sheet, I don't know. I thought the Celso's got something to prove. You Mm. know, I did think like, you know, it were, you know, we'd play all right and we'd be a bit attacking. But obviously it's the the centre-half positions that are the problem, isn't it? And it's, you know, we're leaking the goals again all of a sudden and we're just, you know, but we're not got a centre-half playing at centre-half. What do you expect? It's just, it's madness really that we haven't got, got the cover and I mean you know I watch the under 23s a lot so I've seen a lot of Dorrington and that whether these youngsters would be ready to chucked in I'm not sure mm. so we're a little bit stuck I think obviously he's going for experience and someone that can fill that role and to, you know obviously Romero we've got he's got another another game Ben and he? he's not back That's to right. last he'll the City game as well Jeff I mean Jeff I mean yeah, just, if you're Jeff if you're Eric Dyer right who's coming <laughs> against Chelsea Exiting the international, lovely guy, everyone loves it. You're Eric Dyer, and you've got two fullbacks picked ahead of you to play in a massive Premier League game. Surely you must think your time is up. Surely you must think, well, he clearly, I and I've played I, now. I don't understand why I didn't think that three years ago, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, uh, I don't know. As, as soon as we start talking about Dyer and Davies, I'll just fall asleep, to be honest with you. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I, I tell you, it's funny, Kim was sort of, you know, talking about the centre-backs. Before the Chelsea game, you know, we were talking and I said to her, you know, Van der Ven and the way Romero has grown up this season, I said, they're actually the best two centre-backs in the Premiership at the moment. And they absolutely, they were fan- absolutely fantastic. And I made the mistake of actually putting that into words and releasing those words into the ether. <laughs> And suddenly Romero turned into crazy horse again, didn't he? Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Just a complete knock on the head. Like, you know, it was like, it, it was like, I'm going to keep trying until I get sent off, basically. <laughs> That's my game plan for this match. And then, of course, like everyone else is running around like a blue ass flyer when you're down to 10 and 9 men. So, that, you know, I'm pretty sure that's how Vander then got injured as well. Now, suddenly, these two brilliant centre backs, we've got no one, we've got absolutely yeah. no one. And really, you know, I don't want to sound depressing, but our season's over now, mate. It is over. <laughs> well, and I mean, it, it's early it days, Jeff. It's early it's days. Not early days. No, you, you know, we've just lost three matches on the bank. What were we going to, you know, we weren't, in, we're not in Europe this year. Which actually gives you an outside chance if you know if you're playing well, you can actually compete for the you can you can compete for the title with a thin squad, which we've got a good squad, but it's thin. You know, we've got a first eleven. Well, this, not the, much. Here, here lies the problem. Here lies the problem, hmm. Paul, because uh, we always feared we always feared Paul that with injuries the squad is paper thin, 
And we're yeah. seeing now, but again, I mean, I, I'm not one for stats, admittedly. However, yesterday, 18 shots on target, eight on target, so 18 shots on goal, eight on target, hit the woodwork twice. Homin Sun scored a hat trick of offside goals. Um, and I also thought it was an absolute clear penalty not picked up by VR. Ryan Gill got absolutely elbowed in the face in the box early yeah. on. They didn't even look at. And apparently, they, I've, I've read, the feed went down around the same time between them and Stockley Park. So maybe they didn't even see it. it I mean, it, it only can happen to us, eh? Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that filters into our, our luck, like Kimberly was saying. I'm massively, massively optimistic. I don't know, I've, I've drunk the old uh, Kool-Aid, the Ange Kool-Aid. I, I'm, I'm in the cold. I just think... I mean, a couple of things yesterday. He had options. He could have played Dyer, although I did read somewhere this odd line a journalist wrote saying Dyer wasn't available to start. No one has actually right. talked about that since. So maybe he wasn't I did, I did see fit. that as well. I did yeah, and nothing more has been said. But I could. he wasn't happy about, with the way they played at Wolves. They were very passive, and they just, you know, it was like watching a Conte team, effectively, hanging yes. on until we got beaten, which no one wants to watch. We've, we've seen that movie, and we hate it. So... He was bold. You could say overbold by playing the sort of setup he did with the three attacking players and then Sonny and playing Hill, who I'm not completely sure about. And I think he kind of proved that again yesterday. He could have played Hoybier and he could have played Dyer instead of playing Royal and Hill. I'm not altogether sure we would have done a whole lot better. We certainly would have been a lot slower. They may have got behind our back four because there wasn't enough pace. I don't think. I think. I think he feels that Dyer maybe slows the whole thing down a little bit, and Dyer will revert to type. He'll sit deeper, and maybe he'll suck other players in. I thought Ben Davies had a really good game yesterday. I thought he played well. He's been playing much better under Postecoglou than anybody else. I think honestly, I think we got we're decimated by injuries. Yes. We're decimated by suspensions at the moment, and. We played yesterday against a team who were one of the best in well, one of the best teams in certainly one of the best top credible uh, record this year. Yeah, uh, uh, playing a very high line and working an offside trap incredibly well. There's 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 not many teams that can play an offside trap like that in the Premier League. And nine times out of ten, we would have scored those goals and we would have beaten it. But Villa are very well drilled under Emery, and we just couldn't quite break it down, which is why we had all those um, those goals chalked off. But I think we're going to have a we're going to have a really good second half of the season. I think we'll get players back. We'll strengthen in January. And I just, I feel really optimistic that if we can just stay in the mix, we're going to have to sort of, it's going to have to kind of hunt her down until Christmas. We're going to have some tough results. We might beat West Ham because they're not stunning on the road. We may get something against Newcastle because they've got their own injuries. But it's going to be tough probably until first couple of weeks of January. And then I think we'll be flying again. We'll get players back. We'll str- I'm, mm. I'm feeling massively optimistic. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, 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 agree. I, I agree with you. I mean, Kimber, you look at the chances. Kudaseski should have scored early on. Uh, we had a lot Ben Davis, Paul's already mentioned, had a really good chance with a header, put it over. We had lots of chances. We, we Again, uh, um, Martinez in gold pulled off some great saves. We played well. You could argue, yes, in these games when it's tight and who's going to get the chances... Of course you miss Harry Kane. If you're a Tottenham fan, you go, we don't miss Kane. It's, it's laughable. Of course yeah. you're going to miss the greatest centre-forward we've ever had in terms of goals. And and we've lost that. And, and Paul's already mentioned we'll strengthen the centre-half. We're looking to strengthen the centre-half before these injuries happen. And I'm sure 
I'm sure they're looking at other straight centre forwards. I know, I mean, Ivan Tony, I've said many times on the show, I'd absolutely go out, pull out the money and get Ivan Tony, you know, whatever it costs. Yeah, just I think there's it. probably three or four clubs that have got the same attitude with him though now, aren't they? I mean Well, look, there there, there, is, there is that. Kimby, what what's 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 your thought on? I mean, it's interesting. Jeff said that's it, it's all all gone to shit. Paul's going unconfident. Where where do you sit on this? I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna really, really struggle the next six weeks. I mean, it all depends, you know, when Van der Ving actually gets back and when Madison actually gets back. If we could guarantee they would come, they'd be back and they'd be match fit in the first week of January. Yes, I think we could look forward to a good, to yeah. a good second half of the season. But you, you don't know these injuries are, are funny old things. You don't know if one of them's going to break down in training. You, you just Matt Madison's still walking about with a boot on. You know they're sort of saying, you know, is it January? They're coming back to training. We're not sure, and you can't. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we need to strengthen, but are we going to do our usual and wait till the thirty first to strengthen and you know try and get try and get it a little bit cheaper? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's you know we're not in the position to do that this season. I think the best we can hope for now is challenging for top four. I just hope we're not so far away for it we can't put in a good second half of the season challenge you know yeah. but I think mm. you can't look at anything more now than I suppose an FA Cup run but, but top four is the best you can kind of do you know what I mean um, yeah, no I, I agree Jeff Jeff the, the, the really upsetting one again yesterday was Rodrigo Bentinker been out for a long, oh. long time yeah. started the game really well no and then Matty oh. Cash who has previous he did Matt Doherty Two mm. seasons ago, when Matt yeah. Doherty was flying, did him, was out for a long, long time, and he's done exactly the same, flying in, could have been a straight red, got a yellow, hauled off a half-time by his own manager. And I know it's not the knee injury, but now he was left He left the uh, stadium limping with an ankle injury. Just when you got that player who, again... Cons- I know, man. You know, with all the suspensions and the injury... That was the one bright thing on the horizon that we had this mm. great player coming back and he's yeah. been looking straight away, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. You know, there's Mr. Optimism there, you know. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a horrible challenge. I mean, it was, yeah. again, I, I was at that Villa Wild. away game and I was sort of more or less in front of that and he sort of scissored into Matt Doherty and it kind of finished his career at Tottenham because he'd been playing well. And really he, well. he didn't get back in that season and he yeah. never really got a chance again. It did for him. And yeah. if you think of the contents, the context of that challenge, he was going up apologizing, but Benton Court didn't want to know. It was just, it was the first tackle after their goal had been chalked off. So after the Watkins header had been chalked off for offside. So his blood's up and he's pissed off that they've, that they've missed out on a goal and he goes siding in again. You know, you have to have a duty of care to other professionals. You know, it'll happen to him one day in, in the world of football karma. It was a real shit house challenge, and say not the first time he's done it. Mm. So, you know, uh, I, yeah, I was, it was horrible and uh, massively over the top. And um, it's, uh, let's hope it's not too bad. Let's hope it's just bruising. If it's bruising, yeah. he can come back. But if it's ligaments, it's, it's going to be weeks, isn't it? The frustration, though, Paul, with, with their goals, especially the first one, there was. An earlier effort by Paul Torres, uh, another long ball in. We just, because our set, maybe not our centre halves aren't particularly tall at playing, we just didn't really cope with those. And the second goal as well, kind of split second. How many goals have we seen that against Tottenham? Where they just sort of stutter, don't go yeah. to the player, bang, 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 it's in. I've been watching that goal for years at Tottenham. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, they they, they were kind of clinical in a way we weren't. And I thought the guys yeah. on the match of the day too. Jermaine Jennings was saying, I mean, it was. Well, I'm watching the game, and it's like a basketball match, and we're just saying this is bonkers. And Tottenham were frantic. They just it was a frantic game, and there were little moments where just somebody had to put their foot on the ball a bit, or just just show just a couple of times. I mean, it's great to watch, and they played some really good football. And there was a couple of moments they scored goals that could have been you know, goal of the season contenders at times yeah. were just not quite coming off. We had all of our luck early in the season when it was going our way. And I think if we'd lost three games dotted around the season, we probably wouldn't be feeling the same. It feels worse that it's it's three in a row, I think. Jeff, yeah, the interesting I, I don't think it's coincidence that, you know, we did run our luck earlier in the season, but we had all of our best players playing. Yeah. You know, you know, we tried really, really hard the other day and came really close, but we didn't get there. And I think it just comes it just comes down to the players on the pitch, really. But Jeff, the mm. interesting thing is the, the fine enough, there's a parallel with Terry Venables. When Terry Venables got into the Tottenham team, he was in the 1967 Cup winning team. He then didn't play so well in a struggling team. The Tottenham fans turned on Venables, and he was one of the one of the first players where you know the Tottenham Boo Boys got at him. And he, he had a bit of an ignominious uh, left tot and went to QPR, did well. This Spurs support, we know, can be fickle. We've had various players, um, Davison Sanchez, the last one I think, of being booed by fans. We've lost three in a spin. But there's a different atmosphere at the ground now, Jeff. After this sort of moribund, awful football we saw under Conte and, and uh, certainly Mourinho as well, I think, the fact that we were so starved of entertaining football, you know, most fans, well, I think the majority of fans are still on board, but how long do you think you'll remain on board? Let's say we keep going gung-ho and getting picked off while we've got players out. Man City will come to, big games coming up. If you go six six defeats in a row, what do you think might happen then? Well, I mean, all, all of this kind of support, at, you know, it all has an expiry date, but Big Ange has done a, the most remarkable. I've never seen anyone turn things around so profoundly and quickly at a football club as he had. I mean, like literally five years of misery seemed to dissipate in three or four games. And it's like, yeah. how do you do that? You know, what have we been paying all these other coaches for? How did you literally change everything on the pitch and the atmosphere in the ground. And like suddenly all Tottenham supporters are on the phone again and we're going out and having a drink and talking about football again. You know, it's like, this would never have happened, you know. <laughs> you know, me, Kim and Wobble are all going out to a Tottenham Curry night the other week. That, that would not have happened last year. In fact, yeah. that wasn't happening now because we're all depressed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? But it's lovely when, yeah. you know, you're all exhilarated and happy about your football again. And he's, yeah. he, that's a remarkable job. So he's got a lot of goodwill in the bank and the team mm. members. But, you know, it does have an expiry date on it. You know, if we keep three defeats, become six suddenly, you know. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah. Let, let's go to a very, very quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, Man City. And we're going to ask Jeff about his uh, great new book, Mohair Suits. Don't ask me about the Man City game. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. We're, back. we're back in one minute. Ask Mr. Glass half full. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back from the break. Uh, don't forget for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews, original documentary series on Spurs, go to Patreon dot com slash Spurs show support the show in the process uh Christmas coming Spurs show merchandise go click the link on the uh, description to this pod some great t-shirt designs and bits and pieces have a look and I already mentioned the Christmas show at Dingwalls Monday December the 11th Clive and Paul Allen football dynasty football family dynasty there uh be a great night please come along support the show uh be lovely to uh see you all there and also on sale now, March the 20th, Spurs show, Leicester Square Theatre, an evening with Paul Gascoigne. We finally got Gaza. That's oh. going to be some night uh, with Gascoigne uh, tickets there at LeicesterSquareTheatre.com. And I think over 50% have already gone. So if I were you, get on. Great, perfect, perfect Christmas gift. There's normal seats and there's seats with um, tickets where you can meet Gaza, have a photo and get uh, a 91 Spurs shirt signed by him personally as well. So go and check that out. Follow us on Facebook, X and Instagram. Leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Next Monday, we're back with Simon Sheffer, Hannah Barlow, and John Sopel. There's a name for you. Oh. John Sopel, massive year, though. There we are on the first show. Beautiful. Uh, looking forward to that next Monday. Uh, before we, 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 we look ahead to uh, Sunday's game, isn't it, Man City? It's Sunday. Jeff, for those of you don't, for those of listeners that don't know, uh, you have literally just out from mohair suits to kinky boots. Give us a quick pricey of what your book is all about. Um, it's really it's a series of anecdotes and stories randomly selected uh, from my life, really, from sort of growing up in Acne and being a suede and a tear away and whatever, and joining pop groups and being in the latent buzzards and then modern romance and all that stuff. But um, it's as honestly, it's as much about, Oh, I don't know. It's as much about like the friends and the people that I knock about with it. Honestly, it's a series of random stories, but if you put them all together, I think you actually get a fairly decent idea of what I'm 
you know, what kind of human being I am and what my life has been like. Um, um, I mean, it started off during lockdown where basically I was really excited about lockdown. I thought I'm just going to watch TV and read books and listen to music until the world starts again. Because all my work had fallen off the edge of the world. And I thought, I'm just going to sit this out. This is fantastic. I've got nothing to do. And then about a month in, I went around to see Mr. Singh in the local off-licence. And as I walked in, he put a bottle of Jameson's, a baguette and a block of cracker barrel cheese on the counter before I'd spoken. <laughs> and I thought, this ain't a good sign, is it? I thought, like, I was a bit, I was a bit aware. I, I felt a bit bad about Mr. Singh having such awareness of my tawdry lifestyle. <laughs> better get back to work really so I just started writing little stories for my own amusement and putting them up on social media and people sort of responded well to them and like yeah. people said to me you should turn it into a book and being a really bright boy I completely ignored them just thought yeah. you know. um but then Morris Grant who I used to work for um mm-hmm. who's an Arsenal supporter unfortunately but Morris you know he's the bloke behind birds of a feather good night's yeah. Uh, you know, fantastic writer. And I, I, I worked for him when I started. He rang me up and said, it's a book, you idiot. And I said, oh, is it? Oh, okay, thanks for that then. Okay. So mm-hmm. because he said it, he's a far more astute businessman than I have. I just, no, I am. I decided to turn it into a book. And I spoke to Kim about it, and she gave me a few tips as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it is, yeah. yeah. It's been brilliantly received. You'll be doing these live shows. You'll be doing live readings of the book. Yeah. There's, there's for the for those of you out there that I don't there's it must I assume there's a Yiddish glossary, Polari, there's various uh Yeah, well you know. you know, for years now, having worked in film, obviously like you, you're writing within the constraints of the story and the characters, you, you know. So but with this I was relaxed, so I was just writing in my own voice, you know. So there's a fair amount of sort of, I don't know, rhyming slang and Yiddish and whatever. And when I wrote it, I mean my publishers, God bless them, are two very nice, rather well-born <laughs> and uh, they, they didn't know. <laughs> there were quite lots of it that they weren't sure. There was quite a bit of it they weren't sure what it meant. So right. I had to explain it to them, um, and they suggested that I put a glossary in it so that people, um, mm. so that you know, the more cultured people could still follow it. Um, but do you remember? Did you have an issue? Did you have to speak to people, or are you one of these people that remembers stories really well? Because we've all had lives, we've all had nights out where maybe things were a bit hazy. You were in a hugely successful pop band, Modern Romance. You know, sold a lot of records, toured all over. Do you still remember? Or did you have? To, did you have to ask people what happened no, here and there? Or did you? Or did you jot stuff down? No, I, 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 I certainly never did anything like that at the time, no. And because when I started writing this, I had no notion of it being a book. So I didn't take it that seriously that I was going out and clarifying things with people or checking. And, you know, I mean, it's all my own memory, you know, the, whether they're accurate or not. I don't know. I mean, it's accurate in my head. You know what I mean? It's a story I remember, but sometimes the mind plays a little trick. You, you know what I mean? Uh so yeah, from that point of view, it might it's, it's possibly not the most accurate document that's ever been published. Um, but it's a very funny one, and the readings are great, man. I'm, you know, it's been another thing that I was asked to do it first of all, just as like a promotional thing. Yeah, and I was a bit reticent, but actually, because the stories are funny, it kind of sort of almost borders on the stand up, really. And mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy it, particularly if the audience is a bit lively and you get a mm-hmm. bit of feedback from them. So yeah, no, it's, it's a fun night. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, right, 
Well, go. You know, I know we've many authors on the book, the Spurs show audience available. Very, very funny, entertaining book. Christmas coming up from mohair suits to kinky boots. What's the best? Where's the best place for people to get it? The publisher? Nah, you can get it anywhere really. All, all bookshops. It's uh, it's on Amazon, Amazon presumably. Uh, all the indie bookshops. Yeah, I mean, it's anywhere and everywhere really. Yeah, right. Have you got any signings or any more live readings coming up? Um, I'm not doing any more until uh, until the new year, but yeah, oh, okay. I, will, I will start again in the new year. I need a bit of a break to be honest. Right. I'm really busy, and like Christmas is coming up. I'm behind with other writing work now, so uh, I need to start thinking about doing a few other bits. And then suddenly we've got Hanukkah on the horizon, you know. Oh, so, exactly. Mm. exactly. Have you done an audio book, Jeff? As well, is there an audio book, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, I did. The audio book's good. It, it's um, did you uh, did you narrate it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't my suggestion um, to narrate it, but um, and, I, and I, I couldn't listen to it. You know, I, they kept saying yeah. to back, and I said, no, no, no. I had a good producer, a girl who was really good. I said, no. I said, if I listen to it once, I'll never do another bit. So let's just keep going. <laughs> so I've actually still only heard sort of snatches of it, but it sounds like me. It sounds like I do now, really. You know, which mm. you know. It, it kind of worked for the stories, you know. Yeah, yeah. Possibly wouldn't work for Sonic more Shakespearean, but, you know. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Kimberly, you, you've known Jeff a long time. Uh, I know you were at the book launch. Yeah. Uh, you must be thrilled that he's finally got a book out. Oh, I am. And, you know, he had everyone in hysterics at the book launch. He's one of, out of all my mates, he's one of the funniest geezers I've ever met. I love him a bit. So, like... But I tell you something now, I bet I know one or two stories he's told me that ain't in that bleeding book. They're too dark to go in there. Behave, <laughs> 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 And I could tell you a thing or two about her. So basically. No, you couldn't. You <laughs> wish you could, <laughs> Jeff. Don't start with all that old palaver. Do you know it's what I mean? Great style, mate. We've got each other locked off like that. <laughs> It'll be for the sequel. Those will come out of the second book. Yeah, but they said to me, have you got another? They said, have you got, could you do another one? The publisher said to me, I said, yeah. They said, what, what would it be like? I said, well, yeah. it'd be like the first one, but a bit shitter, because most of the stuff. <laughs> I mean, no, I, wouldn't, I, I won't do another one like it. I mean, the next one, I, I hope there's another one, but I, I think I'll have a different approach for the next one. You could do fiction about, you well, know, you could do never fiction. Say never. You've led you a life do. enough to do fiction, Jeff. Absolutely. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, anyway, good luck with that. Um, Thank you. This, Thank you, guys. No, pleasure. This Sunday, uh, I mean, you know, we've got a reasonably good record against Man City. Wasn't it last season, Paul, we were a couple of goals up and threw it yeah. away against Man City? Uh, but it's going to be a hard ask without Romero, Van der Ven, Benton Kerr, we assume now, Papazar, maybe Madison. I mean the, the list the list continues, doesn't it? I yeah. Mean, you know, do you do you, do you think Paul he will play the same style, or do you think he'll just go? Well, maybe let's let's not start carried away. It, it looks like this guy's only got one way of playing. Well, I think I think he's yeah he's got a way of playing. He's got a way that he thinks is the best way to win games. Having said, I'm very optimistic. Uh, I don't think I'm starting with this sort of optimism against City away. It's going to be a tough game. I mean, the women lost, our oh. women lost 7-0 to them yesterday. I hope that's not uh, an omen. And they've been playing but well, it, the women as well. If yeah. We, if I we mean, play like we've been playing, that's my fear, that it could yeah. be like 6-0. Yeah, yeah, we just can't go out and do that mm. with the team that we've got against them. I really hope they don't do it. it you know? It's going to be... It's. 
I mean, as I say, he's got he's got an approach, he's got a way he wants to play, and he's only got a very limited personnel to do it with. Uh, I wondered, I mean, you know, it's not a game to throw kids in to, but we've seen at the weekend, and I'm not saying you do this against City, but we've seen Newcastle throwing, throw a sort of 17-year-old kid in, an 18-year-old for Manchester United. You know, Kim, you were saying you've watched a lot of the, the 23s, and I saw uh, Donnelly was on the bench. Yeah, he's a great And a lot of people are talking him up and saying they think they should give him a chance. Yeah, no, he's a brilliant player. I've seen him play. I mean, he did brilliantly for England as well. When he went off, it was England under-19s. He was playing for. He got mm. quite a few goals. Um, the only thing I can say about the under-21s, 20, uh, 20, uh, whatever it is, is that when they played in that Pat John's trophy, I watched them because obviously they played the first team of the yeah. lower league clubs. And uh, they won the first one. I think it was a Peterborough somewhere. I can't remember. But Yeah, the they, won a, they won quite easily the first one. Didn't they? Got about yeah, the first more, one. But then they lost the second two. But even then, it weren't men against boys. But, hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, listen, you're never going to know how these players. Donnelly's a great player. He's got a great future. I guarantee he'll play for England one day. Um, hmm. and, and I think... You know, perhaps, listen, if you don't fright, whether he'll do it at City away, I don't think he'll change the style, though. I don't think he'll no. go in with offensive attitude. And I don't think Anne should. But whether he'll throw him in for that type of game or throw him in at home first, I really don't know. But you're not going to tell. Um, you're not going to tell, as you said, like, you know, now, you know, I, I thought Star was going to be out last weekend because I heard it the day before that he'd come back from international duty with an issue. But uh, have we heard any more update on it? What the issue no. is? No, nothing's really no. come out yet. It doesn't, well, it doesn't, I mean, the way they're talking, it doesn't sound like he's going to be fit, the way the Postacoglu was talking. I mean, Benton calls, we said, it's not quite as bad, but you don't think he'll be back for City. Uh, yeah. they can Just strap a bloke up and send him out there when he just come back from an ACL. Yeah. Feels, feels very risky. Mm. It's got, it's got, it, it's going to be, it could be, it could be quite brutal, but I just think we have to think of the context of the injuries, the suspensions. You're playing yeah. a great City side. If you go in there toe-to-toe with them, with your first team, with everybody in there that started the season, it would be difficult enough. But, you I know, mean- uh, there's some good youngsters coming through. There's another one that's Santiago. Dorrington's a good defender. Mm. Obviously, Dorrington and Donnelly have been on the bench. I'm not sure if... I think Santiago has been on the bench once. I'm not sure. Mm. But he's another good player that's been that's been doing well. There's a few coming through. I mean, mm. I, I found it quite a joy to watch the... the the, the, the youth, it seems that changed around when Postacoglu came in as well because last season, most of the season, they were dreadful and they brought a couple of players in. And the under, the under like, 18s have been doing great as well. I've been watching, the, I, I, I subscribe to Spurs play, like, you know, and link it up to me TV and watch it on there. And some of the games have been a great watch, but whether they're quite ready, but unless you try them, you're not going to know, are you? Yeah, no, no, it's well, let, let's see. Kimberly, give us a score prediction for Sunday. Right, well, I'm going to give you two. I'm going, we're either <laughs> going to get absolutely hammered, <laughs> like about 6 0 or something, or we're going to get a result. Like, it depends how long we can hold out for the first goal coming in, but I think it will go out with the exact same style. I'll give you a score prediction. I'm probably going to be way out, but I'll say. Who to? But uh, but I think I'm like you know I think I'm trying to think on the on the on the good sides. I think we'll that human dire man Mark Harland at the game. Yeah, is that? <laughs> 
Jeff, what do you reckon? Give us a score prediction. I'm not going to give you a comment because it will be too miserable. I, I, I fear the worst, very sadly. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I'm afraid I do. Well, if it's any any benefit, my my Portuguese team that people know I'm a director of, we had a big game yesterday in the fourth round of the Portuguese Cup. We're a fourth division team. We played the team, the only unbeaten team in Portugal, Santa Clara, top of division two. It was literally Memory boys and a full time, nil nil. And then we went one all in extra time and we lost on penalties. And I oh, thought we nice. were going to get absolutely oh, nice. Yeah, well done. So you never know. You never know. Oh, give us a bit of positivity here. Come on. Look. We are look. We are creating chances. Yes. It's whether we can put some of those away, and yes. we can do that the way we're playing. We can do that against any team. You know, we're playing against good sides, and we're creating opportunities. So I think we score goals. I like the sound of Kimberley's two all. I mean, I don't find my heart of hearts completely believe it, but I I could see a scenario in which we come away we come away with a point. I don't see us winning. You can't be blindly optimistic, but I I, I still feel in the long term. He's the right coach. We've got good players. We'll strengthen, hopefully. And I'm, I'm feeling for the future, I think if we come back, all of us in six months' time, we'll think, remember all that crap we had to put up with all the injuries and suspensions? We can't believe it. I think, I think it's good days are ahead. Yeah. They're not quite what they were. See. No, they're not. They're not. They're, no. they're, that's, they're stuttering a bit. Absolutely. I'm going to go 4 4 is my plan. <laughs> I think it's going to be crazy. Uh, what the hell? There we are. Well, look, thank you so much, Kimberly, for coming back on the show. Paul, thank you so much Pleasure. for coming back on. Jeff, thank you thank for you, coming mate. on the show. Good luck with the book. Always, always As I said, pleasure. we're here next Monday. Simon Sheffer, Hannah Barlow, and John Sopel. Please go and get your tickets to our Christmas show at Dingwalls, December the 11th. Be lovely to see as many of you there. Come and meet Clive and Paul Allen. Until next week, go Spurs! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.